Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dolly Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Guam. Going to battle fear factory. This is George Corps Commander Fisher. This is Jasmine Delegate. This is Wade from Our Last Enemy. This is Mike Nixon, Chris Pelican. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Jasmine Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Gary Lee from Sepultura, and you're listening to Ever Black Podcast. <laughs> but anyway... But uh, it's good to see you, bro. Um, you too, man. Of course, uh, Orpheus Omega are, you know, hitting the road uh, with Triple Kill to celebrate 10 years of your debut album, Bleed the Way. Uh, man, crazy. Crazy times. 10 uh, years. Where the fuck did that go? I, it's, it's one of those things where, like, it just sort of happened and we were like, obviously last year was last year and we sort of just went, all right, cool. Like, you know, what are we doing? We're obviously going to start recording an album in 2021, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then we all just kind of went, hasn't bleed the way been out 10 years. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like shit. So it has. Um, so it's kind of, it's weird, man. Like, you know, we started the band and it, you know, it was just dudes in the garage having fun, which was awesome. And then the first album, we just put it together and, had so much fun off it and obviously got to do some awesome stuff like the Amona Marth openings, uh, opening for Amona Marth in 2000 and well, no, it was earlier than that. We did, we did the opening spot off the EP and then we did the album and then got the main tour support and obviously got to go interstate for some other like festivals and stuff, Year Gods in Brisbane and the rest of it. And just a lot came from the first album. And I think it's all kind of just been a bit of a f- snowball since then. And then, you know, not in any bad, but we just kind of, forgot about the first album because you know it's like we're four deep and we're you know working on this fifth one so now getting here and being like oh it's it's been a decade like since that album like you know not even since the band started it's been 13 years since that happened but like 10 years since that first like you know official you know thing exists so it's it's been really fun but also really weird just kind of having that hindsight of just being like we made it to 10 years of an album being out and we're still together which honestly is just surprising in so many respects Mate, it's it's insane. Like I, I, it feels like I mean, you guys have always been there. If you know what I mean, like you've been such a staple. It, it of- is that, that yeah. Like I, I, I kind of get that because, you know, when we were starting out, it was all the other bands that we were fans of that already felt that way who probably didn't, and now we're like in that sort of thing where, in a weird spot in this generation of I guess the metal scene, we're really the old guard, like in a weird way, which kind of sucks, but also is like. You know, make make work harder, which is good. Um, but it does kind of feel like that. Like we come from that era of like, if you're coming into the scene, we we must feel like one of those forever bands. It's just like, are they still going? Like it must no, feel I, that way. If you no, 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 no. I didn't mean I, I I didn't mean it like that. What I meant was it's sort of oh, like I do. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean like it's you know you, you yeah. It's it's ten years is is a long time for a band. Usually mm. that's 
you know, and you've, mm. you've paved the way for so many others as well. How, how's it been preparing for the tour? I mean, you realized it, but then you were yeah. like, okay, so let's get these, are the ones you're digging out from the vault? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, there's only like probably two songs on the album we're not playing. It's because we've already played them before like so many times. Um, and then the rest of the songs from Bleed the Way that we're playing are songs we just haven't played in years. Like for all it's worth, I honestly think we haven't played that in maybe eight years, maybe longer. Yeah. Um, so that was a fun one to bring back because like it just took us so long to get it back together because it's just one of those songs that like is kind of weirdly structured and we just felt awkward to play again. Now that we've got it all together, it's like, oh yeah, that was a good song. Like, yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, so it's been interesting, especially, um, you know, there's been two parts of it, I think. One, it's been really, really fun. Like we've just had a blast getting back into it and, you know, being in a band room again together and playing the old stuff has been a little bit like, a, oh yeah, remember this thing. And I remember that. And oh, when we were recording this, you know, it's been kind of fun going down memory lane. And then obviously the other side of it is like trying to organize a tour during all of this, <laughs> um, you know, uh, we'll see if Sydney happens at this point. You know, it's one of those things where we're like hopeful, but who the hell even knows. Um, so preparing for a tour with, that in mind has definitely been a challenge but we've we've just been having heaps of fun um you know we obviously announced recently that joao is is leaving the band so that's that is one thing that was um that was kind of i guess it was definitely hard but like there was no um there was no malice in any of it like it was actually like really good reasons for him leaving um he has a career in social work that he's dedicated himself to and his passion is definitely there now and not necessarily playing live but he's He's been with us every step of the way since, you know, literally in the inception of the band up until even still working on this new album that we're doing, which he's, you know, kind of putting the feather in his cap with that. Um, so, you know, doing that, getting Luke from Trigger to join the band. So he's, he's a full-time member after this and they're both going to be on stage sort of for this like last tour sort of thing. So cool. it's been really, it's, it's been a ride. It's been, you know, an emotional and logistical ride, but honestly, it's, I think, we're probably having the most fun we've had since day one in this band, which I I'm counting my blessings because I, I honestly did not think 13 years into this band, I could be more happy than, you know, the first day you're like, let's cover a dark tranquility song, you know, like that. It's just like <laughs> young and just like, I don't even care. This is just going to be fun to now being like after touring internationally, doing all the tours of Australia, all the releases and still being like, I am having more fun than I've ever had. It's, it's a pretty cool place to be. So we've, we've had fun. Um, we've we've been pushing pretty hard as well because i i like to think that we hold ourselves to a certain standard with our live shows and not necessarily just from like a tightness perspective you know there's usually five or six of us on stage i would argue playing some stuff that uh in hindsight is maybe a lot harder than i thought it was when we we're writing it um but really like i think we our live show speaks for itself we definitely put a lot of effort into it and um before download got cancelled and all that, we we take that extra, we took that extra step further with our light show um, being everything's automated now. All of our patch changes on our gear, like the show is basically like a show now. We we've always been, I feel, entertainers with our live show. At least that's you know the feedback we've got, and that's how we feel on stage. Maybe in that like kill switch engage kind of vibe, you know, like serious. We take our music seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously. We yeah. want to have thing maybe like Parkway Drive a little bit in that regard too um i always felt like we've been that kind of band but now we're really sort of trying to go to that next level of like turning the gig into a show if that makes sense and um we're really keen to to do it we, we're keen to sort of take that first step almost like uh the first part of that is almost you know taking it all the way back to the start and then going you know it's like the real crossover point in the band at the moment and yeah it's, it's I'm, I'm pumped i'm more excited than i've ever been so 
yeah, it's been good. How was that sort of logistics wise with, with uh, all the gear changes now, you know, with the updating uh, of the lighting and the, and everything, uh, I, I guess, you know, to make it easy. We, we have the um, system in place now. Like we, the first time we did it was may have been a bit after the psychroptic tour we did a little while after that. Cause we we're in the process of starting it, and then we saw how the psycho dudes were doing it and, um, they, it kind of worked for them. We kind of like took a hacky version of theirs and then sort of incorporated some other stuff from some other bands we toured with and just, you know, took the bits that we were like, this can work physically for what we're doing. Um, so we're basically running our shows off Ableton Live, which basically means we can song by song make our sets, have all the lighting controlled, all the changes for all the gear at once, and it's all run through a MacBook. Um, and, you know, we've got a backup one, obviously, with us at all times and all that. And basically, Matt, our drummer, just goes through the songs. He makes the set list before the tour. You just basically drag and drop the set list. So we've got two for this tour. It's like an A-B sort of thing, which means we get to play more songs and keep it fun. Um, and yeah, like it does everything for us. Like we basically, you know, Kez, our keyboardist, he does all the lights. That's his thing. That's his creative outlet. So he does all that. Uh, I'm like the MIDI program change slash click track guru. So I do all that and all the, you know, hardware stuff to get it to all work. Um, and so everyone kind of has their employment in the band with getting the live stuff going. Um, but it's, it's pretty um, streamlined now. Like we have a system in place, which is good, even though we do things very very questionably about how we actually make the gear work but it works for us uh so it's yeah it's pretty it's pretty seamless now it's just it's a process like everything else there's there's a list of things to do and we just we just do it and you got a backup that's the magic word yeah uh like yeah Yeah. so main band macbook and it's like a it's a mid uh 2015 i7 or something it's like pretty powerful because it needs to do a fair bit of shit and then i bring um, my work, my touring work laptop with me. And that's the backup. Cause in that way, I'm always taking my work laptop with me. Cause apparently I just don't switch off and I'm always working. Uh, <laughs> and that comes onto the van, whatever else. And then that way that also jumps on stage. So all it'll take realistically is let's say, you know, God forbid something goes wrong mid song at the end of that song, Matt pulls the USBs out of the, sticks them into the side of my one, flips the lid open. We move on. So it's, you know, at worst we might have to cut a song in a long set list if it was to come to that just to keep the ball rolling and that's that's it so we try to keep that in mind and, and worst comes to us we can actually do it without the macbook matt still has all the click exactly. tracks and back stuff on his ipod so he can literally pull his headphones out put the little splitter cable in and that's still got our backing tracks for the front of house just means we have to do manual changes and stuff so you know there's always a there's always a way around it that's good it's good mm. to get it all worked out because man I, i've seen bands where they've relied purely on the one thing and yeah. uh, one band in particular, they came all the way from the States with this thing with, it was like a fucking fridge dude. Like it ran all their lights, everything and something happened and it just fried their whole show. They had no backup. So I know <laughs> the Peruvian dudes have mentioned that before. They're like, Oh, it's, it goes down once every maybe 40 shows. And you're like, yeah, yeah. that's a hit ratio that you're willing to take because nothing's perfect. But the show goes on. Um, Winter Sun was a was a good one for us was because they pretty much run everything direct into their laptop or into their interface so that their mix engineer or their live engineer can effectively do their live sound from the sound from the night before. It's, it's fucking insane. It's so efficient. Um, but they've got like two MacBooks and a redundancy interface. So same sort of thing. It's just you just take one Thunderbolt port out, swap it into the next MacBook, and you know you might be out one song for the night. And really... That's as efficient as it gets. Real outside of that, that's pretty much like, you know, 
I like that. I like that sort of um, simplicity. And it also puts a lot more control in the band's hands. Like we, all our in-ear monitors and stuff, we don't have any reliance outside of the stage itself. So Gary, our sound guy, I'm like, your job is to make us not sound like complete crap from the front. (laughs) Our job is to make sure we can hear ourselves. So there's just that separation of like, he's got his job, we got our job and that's it. So it's it's really cool. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Well, I mean, uh, of course, we mentioned before, you're hitting the road with triple kill. That's going to be unreal, man. Like, how, how'd you how'd you hook that one up with those boys? Why why'd you choose to uh, team up with them? Um, uh, uh, the simple answer is I don't like children. But if I was ever going to have children, I would adopt Triple Kill. That's <laughs> that's it. Like I I genuinely have so much love for those boys. They're they're fucking hilarious. They're the most wholesome dudes I've ever met, and their music's killer. So like, you know, we've we've played heaps of gigs together. We're really good mates, and we. Joao was actually the one who, you know, Joao's usually anti-covers and all that sort of thing, you know? Um, he's just like, I'd rather play our music, you know? We've only got half an hour, 40 minutes. Why are we playing other people's songs? Like, that's that's Joao in a nutshell. And he was the one who actually came to us and went, what if we did a covers EP? And I'm like, <laughs> of what? And he's like, pop punk. And I'm like, okay. And then it was just like, and then we just like do a crossover with Triple Kill. And so it was, it was mostly Joao's idea, but the second the you know, the cog started turning very slowly. And then we said it to Triple Kill, like, what do you reckon? And then it just went. <laughs> it was, um, it was pretty much like a no brainer at that point. We just sort of all brainstormed and COVID did make it a bit difficult, the lockdowns and stuff, because we had heaps of ideas for video clips. We were actually going to do some pretty intense stuff, but um, we managed to cobble what I think. And I mean, so far the response seems to be pretty cool, but some pretty awesome video clips within honestly a budget and a time frame that you would not believe. So massive massive credit to connor um from triple kill especially because he's a fucking genius um he's he's worked on some of our video clips in the past as well uh suffer from the last album and obviously all the triple kill stuff but he managed to really 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 get some gold out of what we just assumed was never going to even get finished before this tour so i gotta give massive props to him for that so it's just been a blast like it was the most fun doing the video clips with them because it's like everything's a gag even when you're not reading the lines everyone's just trying to out funny each other so like the whole time you're just like dying and what ends up on camera is maybe like 20 percent of what's actually been said and shared and it's yeah uh we couldn't imagine especially after everything last year and not being on the road for 18 months i honestly not imagine touring with anyone else right now and and, you know we just want to have a good time and i don't think that's uh there's definitely no missed opportunity there especially doing it with triple kills that's for sure well i mean the video for all all small things that's pretty man that was hilarious yeah it's funny because because i usually do a lot of the mixing work on our stuff and obviously i work with triple kill as well at the studio so when we did the covers i just said to the guys i don't want to be involved in any of the video stuff except my parts only because i don't i I want some magic to be there you know like i do lose a lot of the in stuff because i'm so involved in heavily behind the scenes so i had no idea half of that stuff was in there until i actually watched the video clips i was just like doubled over and i'm just like i watched the whole thing and i'm like should i come off as an asshole and i was like <laughs> that's fair I'm like that's fair i can i can i can get behind that it was it was really fun and then i finally saw their one as well being the like mirror image of ours uh with they did with stacy's mom and i was just like it was again like i only went in did my parts in the group bits and then was like, I don't want to hear or see anything until it's out. And then I was just like, I, I loved it. Like being able to watch it almost as a fan of triple kill and 
not being involved in it was actually really fun because I watched it and went, this is, this is pretty good. Like I, I like this, like I would watch this if it wasn't my band, which was, which was kind of cool. So yeah, lots, lots of fun doing that. How'd you pick the songs? Cause I mean, you obviously you got blink, uh, Avril Lavigne, mm-hmm. green day, uh, living in about the living end, man, that sounds brutal. Like that, that, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, prisoner of society. Yes, prisoner of society. Man, that that opening riff, I never imagined it to be chunky. <laughs> chunky, and then I heard it, I was like, "Holy shit, it's chunky!" Yeah, it's. it's we've actually we've covered prisoner of society live a few times in the past. Just we all love the living end, and as far as I'm concerned, they're an absolute gem in the Australian music scene. I mean, just one of my favorite bands and I just think one of the best bands to come out of this country. And Chris Cheney is just an incredible guitarist. Like I have mad respect, respect for all of them, but, and you know, him, especially, I just love him. So prisoner of society was one that I I mentioned years ago and we were like, yeah, that's absolutely a song we're going to cover. So when this came up, the first song was we're doing prisoner. Like, you know, there's no, that was the, that was just a given. Um, Then for the rest of us, it was like, you know, all the small things was almost a no brainer because it was like, Blink, you know, like even I'll tell you, this is the funny thing, especially with metalheads, right? Even metalheads who, you know, complain all day about anything that's not metal and you're not wearing a battle jacket and all that. If you chuck Blink 1821 on for long enough, you'll see them start humming along because <laughs> everyone knows 182 songs. And same with Green Day. Like I grew up with a much poppier background um, between my family and just, you know, like high school and stuff. Like I, I was always into the heavier stuff, but I definitely love the poppier side of most music because it just i like catchy melodies the, you know like most people um so green day and um blink were like pretty much no-brainers but i suggested basket case because it's just one of my favorite songs and all the small things which organically everyone was like all the small things you know like of course and then triple girl went and like did some stuff that we were like that's awesome like obviously skater boy um misery business by paramore and stacy's mom because how could you not so you know it's just this like this breadth of like 2000s angst that just, you know, was like, we have to do this. And it was kind of funny because we were like, I wonder if this is going to suck. Like we were going to have fun, but it was like, I wonder how this is going to go. And then obviously with the release the other day, um, I, it's been funny getting random inboxes from some metalheads who I always took to be some pretty staunch people in the scene who were just like, mate, <laughs> so all the small things video made my day. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I was not expecting that. I was expecting a little bit of like a why, <laughs> but it, it was really cool just seeing the response so far. I think people maybe need a little bit of fun at the moment and not yeah, nothing wrong with like putting out some serious releases. But I think right now I know how we feel about it. And we're like, before we get to a next full release, we just want to have some fun. It's just I need to blow some steam off, man. It has been a shit 18 months for the world. So I thought, yeah, I, I think I think we got it out at the right time, absolutely. unintentionally. No, no, absolutely. And and the yeah. cover is amazing too. Oh, like, uh, the Dookie, incredible, amazing. Um, uh, Tristan from Tristan Tate Illustrations, he did the album cover for, for Where Your Sins. He's done almost all of our merch, all of our ridiculous merch for the last like five, six years, maybe longer actually. I think even longer than that since the second album, but um can't say enough good things he's incredible like he sent us that first draft and we were just like and that's it like that is amazing and duke is just one of the best albums so for him to get that much detail if like the more you stare at it there's more shit you see like i just i keep looking at him like i didn't notice that i didn't notice that and just oh his his attention to detail 
and context is ridiculous. And it's really funny because we've had a few people comment <laughs> on, on the um, video and stuff or like when we put the cover up, just being like, oh, that really reminds me of the Dookie cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Complete. Um, so, yeah, again, things that I didn't know about until it pretty much got finished. And I was like, that's sick. Like, it was fun. So much fun. So it's just been awesome being a part of something that's like got no, um, I dare say no stakes in it, but like really, like as long as people have fun, then that is really the reward from it. So, yeah. Shirts? Moich? Moich? Um, yeah. Not I haven't thought about it yet because we kind of really did with everything going on time-wise with the lockdowns and, and trying to get the Bleed the Way tour going. Yes. We just wanted to get it out and have fun. And, and because in the last lockdown that we had in Victoria, we were meant to do the video clip. We we're meant to do our photo shoots and there was literally and 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 um one of triple kills um guitarists uh went to one of like the he was at like one of the tier two places so he wasn't even allowed around anyone anyway even though he didn't you know tested had no issues but because of that we just had to like extend everything so far out that we like we were finishing filming not a week ago for the video clips so just to give you some perspective and how again massive credit to connor uh, it's just been such a whirlwind that we just haven't even had the time. And now we've had, obviously people be like, you know, we obviously can't make it to all the shows. Some people are, you know, in other States that we can't go to. So we are kind of at the moment, like maybe we need to get more stuff printed and maybe we do need to do some merch because again, people want it. Apparently so people seem to want um, more content from it and whatnot. So I think maybe we'll have to get around to doing it just because we didn't, we just didn't have the capacity to think that far ahead with it. Um, but maybe now that the tour is all rolling around, if it seems like that interest is still there, then we probably will do some stuff just because why not? Again, if people want it and it's fun, like people I'd love buy to those have shirts. Man. Yeah, Absolutely. I would. Yeah. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any nba playoff game visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager virginia only new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-888-532-3500 joint one you know what i mean like it's both bands and it'd be nice to do it as like a white t-shirt or something too because like everything's so dark but the dookie that cover <laughs> dark look to it it's like it actually would be cool to just have like a really like normie looking shirt but you've got this like ridiculous takeoff of dookie on it like i'd, I'd be all about it money down hey that yeah. reminds me <laughs> funny thing my very first band shirt i ever 
bought with my own money was uh, the uh, basket case shirt. Remember the Green Day basket oh. case shirt with the white one? And it had Period. like the headphones and on the, yeah, that was my first Sorry. ever band shirt. That's sick. That's a good first band shirt to have. I destroyed it. <laughs> I wore it to death. It was white. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they don't. It just doesn't last. I mean, it looks good, but uh, one, 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 one foolish mistake with food, and it's uh, yeah, it's, man, it's, it's done its course. <laughs> I've got a flesh god apocalypse shirt. That's a, it's a white one with the black and white, really like intricate detail on it, which I love. And uh, one accident later, and uh, she lives in the cupboard now. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm like, see, white band shirts, man. Like, I've got. I've got one shirt. It's not a band shirt. It's a it's a RoboCop shirt that I love very very much, and nice. I want to wear it, but I know it'll be me versus Spaghetti, and the Spaghetti will win. And that's every time the Silent Killer Spaghetti. That's it, man. That's it. Yeah, no, or, you, can't, you can't try. Or the Big Mac sauce, or the you know, <laughs> like the oh, you know the burger sauce will always always yeah. And the thing is like. All those methods where it's like, oh, if you get it to a washing machine quickly enough or this and that, it's like, that's not happening. I'm like halfway to a gig. I've probably just, yeah, like I've eaten Maccas. Like I'm not, it's done. We've, we've, we've come to terms with it. It's over. Like it dance. It's fine. So yeah, that's it. That's why. But I would, I would buy one of those shirts and wear it proudly. There yeah, it might go. be cool. I'll have to, um, again, like you, you've mentioned it, but I haven't thought about it that much past that point. So I might actually chat to the dudes and be like, you know, maybe, maybe we should get that going. 100%. 100%. Well, uh, of course, uh, new album. You mentioned that before. How is it in the can? It's ready to go. Not quite. <laughs> um, I guess, like, yeah, we've, we've been kind of sleeping on any info about it because, you know, so, there's so much stuff going on yeah, that yeah. isn't – and then more things that we have booked and whatnot that we're still, you know, in the process of putting together. Um, but it is written. We've recorded most of it. And that's where it's at. Like, um, we'll probably share more stuff as we go. Um, it's just between between finishing that recording, doing this tour and the rest of it, it it's probably, a, it's a while away. I think, you know, I think realistically, I don't see it being a 2020 release just because we do want to shop it properly. We've already got people that we want to get it to. And like, they're not in a hurry. We're not in a hurry. We've got other things we want to be doing. We, we really want to solidify this new lineup. We really want to get Luke more into the fold as well. So it's like for the first time ever, we haven't felt rushed about it. It's like, we think it's the best work we've done. I can absolutely safely say that, which is great because I've now had to hear it so many times. And usually at this point, I'm like, I can't wait to be done with it. Just, you know, to play it live, but I don't want to hear it. Whereas like, we've all put so much into it individually that I am always finding something new that I'm enjoying or like hearing something Kez has done on keys that I didn't realize, or there'll be a little bass run that I'm like, Oh yeah, shit, that's there. Like, you know, all this cool stuff. And for me, I can confidently say, and I definitely know the rest of the band feel the same, but it's like, it's definitely our best release. Um, whether or not people feel that way when it's out, I can't speak to it, but I know for us, we can listen to this and just be like, that is just a, a massive leap forward. And where your sins was kind of like in that direction of where we were like, you know, maybe wearing a bit more of our old influences personally on our sleeves instead of like the full mellow death thing. Um, and this, this just sounds like there's little snippets, obviously always with like who we love as bands, but it definitely sounds like I'm like, that's just an Orpheus riff. Like every time I listen to these songs, I'm like, Oh, that's, it's just awesome to hear. And like, that's something we would do instead of that's just something another band would do. Um, 
So for good or for worse, I think that's probably the most rewarding part of this one. So I am excited for when it comes out, but also we're in no hurry. We want to make sure it gets done right. And, you know, we do want to tour on it properly. So we, we're probably going to hold off a little bit because we'd like to go overseas, you know, like that's something we thrive on. When anytime we've gone overseas, we've had a great time. We've done quite well. And the, you know, the ball was rolling at that point where things were going quite well with our overseas yeah. um, touring. So I feel like even though we know it's not going to be at that point when we do go back, but we'd like to keep it as tight knit as possible. So um, it's a while away, but I, I definitely think it's worth it. And I think because of that, we're comfortable taking it at our pace because we know that it's going to be worth it. So, yeah. Any tasty little uh, secret surprises on the tour? Any any previews of the new tracks? Mm, not on this one. I, I can say that up front just okay. because we've spent so much time working on like relearning some of the Bleed the Way stuff. Um, and there's some doozies in some of those songs. Like most of them are pretty straightforward, at least straight instrumentally, but there's a lot of little things that we were like, oh yeah, that, that happens. That's a bit. Um, and then, you know, we, we are going to be playing some of the covers live as well um you know trying to dust off the cobwebs um on some of the more recent stuff as well and getting luke integrated as well so i think i think if anything this tour at the moment is like if you've ever been a fan of us in the past and sort of came off jumped off the train or if you're someone who who definitely got into the band later on it's like the most perfect blend of the two and i think we've tailored the sets a certain way where like i said we were doing like an a b set so i think five songs are different per set um out of the ten like for us that's really fun and also for anyone who's coming to see us in multiple shows and stuff it's going to be a bit of a gift when you hear some stuff that like that wasn't getting played last night and like i got to hear this so I'm, I'm excited because it's a really good mix of songs and every time i look through the set or we go to the next song i'm like oh yeah that one's next oh yeah that one's next and it's it's fun for us too to be a bit surprised almost by our, what we're doing as well so i think we're just concentrating on that right now um and we've been jamming some of the new stuff new stuff but again having luke in it's like the priority was get the bleed the way stuff done get the main songs down that we play live and then we'll work on that new stuff so you know maybe the next tour that comes along which i definitely will come up before the album's out i think we might do a little bit more of a showcase of some of the new stuff and then maybe also bring back some of our favorite songs across some of the last couple of albums yep awesome. so there's definitely a few that haven't been exercised in a while especially off where your sins we we had to like nix a few of those live just because we, you know, we had like more like support slot sets and stuff, which was always fun because you sort of, you know, show off your most single based songs, but there's some sort of fan favorites in there that we haven't been able to play for a bit, which we're really keen to bring back. And even something like Degenerate from Resolution, like we've been practicing it, but we're not playing it on this tour, but we're like, okay, next tour, that's, you know, there might be, you know, we might use that as the opening track for the show or something. So just, you know, mixing things around and again, just really having fun for the minute and enjoying it. So that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, I mean, talking about recording and so, I mean, you've recorded and produced and engineered, you know, a bunch of great bands through, you know, uh, Monolith Studios and everyone I've spoken to that's worked with you. This is one thing, man, they've all said nothing but amazing things and, and you know, sung your praises and, and, and how professional you are. Not just that, like how you've just got a knack of, of bringing the best out in people. That's the one thing that a lot of people have said you know, and, uh, you know, it, you do, you do amazing work down there, brother. So, I mean, what, what, what's the key to that though? I mean, to get um, the best out of these people. Well, first of all, I really do appreciate that because like, I realized that my, for me, 
the only way I can look at it these days, because it's like, it's like a hindsight thing. When I started out, it was always like trying to do it as well technically as possible. And like, you're always learning that side of it. So it was like, it's good at the start, but then like, I realized that the best way to approach it is just being a fan of music because it's kind of shifted my focus from mixing. I'm always going to get better at mixing if I apply myself. It's like with anything, right? The more you do it, yeah. the more practice, the more you leave your mind open to new techniques, you're just going to get better. It's just, it's going to happen. Um, but something I don't think you get better at for no reason is like the producing side. Um, so it was like a really big conscious thing for me to, to really shift my brain into like, you know, these songs have to be good. And like, what, what is this band trying to do? What are they trying to achieve? And what is not quite there yet that we can like, you know, get those screws a little bit tighter and, you know, get things in the right spot. And so over the last like three years, maybe, and I, I would, I do feel confident that my best work has been in that time is because I've spent so much more time with the bands, like in their rehearsal space, um, with them and their demos, you know, like just, just doing pre-production, just sitting there and going, you sure that riff's the right riff to go here? Maybe you could try it this way. Or, you know, I've heard this before from you guys. Maybe we can t- change it up a bit. Or like maybe that drum beat can give us some more energy. And I don't, there's not a right or wrong way to do it. But when I think about all the producers that I like, I do notice more and more that they have an ability to do that with the bands I like. Like some, sometimes I'll hear an album and be like, oh man, that's so good. That's like my favorite album by that band. And then when I look at who produced it, I'm like, oh, of course, you know, like it's like, oh, of course it was them. And that's kind of where my train of thought is nowadays um and i've been lucky to work with some amazing producers too on our stuff so having that extra experience is just like i can keep filtering it down and i just want to keep staying excited about music so my job is like more and more and more i like working with younger newer bands one it keeps me spry it keeps me on top of it and like i'm you know involved and it just means that like this next generation of musicians that are like you know the new guys hopefully I can impart some stuff that I can, that I apply now to my stuff, but I wish I could have done that when it was our first album or EP or whatever. So um, obviously like, I put my best work into everything and every band I work with, but like I'm lucky enough that the majority of the bands I work with, I'm genuinely passionate about. So when something doesn't go right or a release doesn't come out or the band doesn't do that well for one reason or another, I do genuinely feel emotionally upset about it. Cause I'm just like so invested in the bands I work with and I think that might be that like, it's just, I do feel genuinely invested in the bands I work with. It's not like stupid as it sounds like, yeah, I make a living off this and like, I need, yeah, definitely need to get paid so I can eat and live. That's the last thing on my mind. Like, it's like, oh yeah, we get to the end of the, like the project. Oh yeah. Right. You guys need to pay me now. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, Money down. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's a thing. Uh, but I just, I don't care. It's like my entire thing is like, uh, by the end of the tracking process or like, you know, when like that first demo just is yeah. there so you're back and make sure we haven't missed anything. If I see the band smiling and they have those little moments of like, Oh yeah, we did that. Or that was cool. Then it's like job done. No, the mixing side is just almost like an auxiliary thing to it. So my thing's always that I want people to walk out of the studio before I, you know, lock myself away, turn the lights off and have the lava lamp on and start mixing. I want them to be already like, this is awesome. Our music's awesome you know, you have to, because if you walk away being like, oh, it's okay, the mix should make it better. It's like, nah. <laughs> it doesn't make <laughs> yeah, that. No. But here's the um, thing, you're a very personable dude. And that's one thing a lot of people have said about you, because I mean, you can record with people, you know, and I'm sure you've been in rooms with people where you'll do a take and they'll go, you just do it again. Okay. Uh, just do it again. Instead of, yeah, I, yeah. 
Yeah. What am I? What, what do you hear? You know, and it's just they're robotic or they're grumpy and they don't want to be there. You're just paying the bills. You know what I mean? But a lot of people have said about you where you are. I mean, you, you're a muso yourself, but you're a very personable dude where I think that also works in your favor too, but to get the best out of people because yeah. you're passionate about it, you know? You made a good point though. It's like, um, and that, that exact thing, because it's happened to me before and it's not, you know, anything uh, untoward about any of the people. It's like everyone has their own way of doing things. But in this day and age, I see my job is I'm not an engineer. I'm a producer. The engineering comes with the, with the job. Yep. Um, so I see myself as someone who has to coach the band, you know, like sometimes straight up, there might be times where someone's written something and they just can't play it. Like at least not to the degree where I know for it to be as impactful as possible. And I'll be like, can someone else in the band play it tighter? Can I attempt to help you with it? Can you get it better within the time frame that we have? So my job is to get the best out of everyone and also get the best out of the recording. Sometimes that means the person who wrote it isn't the person who plays it. It's, it, you know, yeah, yeah. I've had board guitar solos. I've had drummers record uh, backing vocals. I've had vocalists play drum beats. Like it honestly doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we've got to get the best out of everyone involved. And so that means if I go, oh, do it again. If I just say do it again, everyone knows who's worked with me or they work out very quickly. If I just say do it again, it just means you fucked something up. Like it's, yeah, it's no yeah, big yeah, deal. Yeah. Good enough, do it again. If I have to say it more than twice, that's when I'll go, so you're kicking your snare of flaming. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, I've got to let you know what it is so you can fix it. And That's then right. That's my right. My favorite thing is when I see a band live after I've worked with them and they're just that much tighter. And then they'll go, oh, picked up on that thing you were saying. And I'm like, yes, because it's yeah. like, you know, I love when people do that with me. You know, yeah. like uh, even like with vocals, even my own band, you know, they're quite talented people. So they'll pick on something and I'll go, didn't even notice that. Didn't even know I was doing it. And it's just habits. So, so my job is to just get the best habits out of people. And, you know, I work with a lot of people who've already got that down pat, like the Imelis' Wake dudes, you know, those guys are fucking incredible. But then even when I'm in the studio with Mark, who's easily one of the best drummers, you know, in, in the country, he's just insanely good. There is still times and it's just like, hey, man, maybe try this. or Maybe it's this thing. Or notice, you, you know, you're doing this kick part, but you, you're falling behind when you go to your ride or something, you know. And then they go, Oh shit. Yeah. Right. And then they just nail it because you just need to be made aware of what it is to be able to fix it. So yeah. nothing worse than just being told, do it again, do it again. Or yeah, that was all right. That's the worst. That's worse than do it again. Cause that's all right. Is you're not happy. You're not telling me why you're not happy and you're just going to go with it anyway. That's it, is it? The, the, uh, yeah. So do you want to, and, and you're like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's rewind that one. Yeah. yeah I want yeah. to stay there. Yeah, I know, man. But hey, you're good at your job, brother. That's what I'm trying to say. A lot of people have a lot of respect for you. No, thank you very much. I appreciate that a lot. I really do. Like, I, I, I love what I do, and it's because I still love music as much as I love it. You know, so yeah. That's why I, 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 I don't have a beer. I've got a cup of Judas Priest, but I'll, I'll raise it to you here, my man. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but of course, That's I mean. Like- uh, I mean the tour. I mean it's it's looks incredible, but sadly, I mean obviously, understandably, you won't be coming up here with this one to Brisbane. Is that right, or or is there plans to? We do have plans, and I, I at the very least, I can I can say we have plans. Whether or not it works out at this point is anyone's you know, anyone's question with how things are going. But we do we have plans, um, hoping that things can get locked in, announced in the not too distant future too. So um, 
Brisbane, you know, it was the first place we ever played outside of Melbourne. And um, yeah. that 2012 for Year Gods of Metal, um, which David G puts together and um, still does, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that was the first time we came up, which was literally a month before the Amon Math tour. So our first taste of interstate touring was coming up for that festival and had the best time ever. So we loved coming up to Brisbane and we have literally so much family over there that it's like, it's been really hard not seeing people, if I'm being honest. It's last year was really rough because we are so used to, you know, we don't tour heaps, but we go around the country at least a couple of times a year. Yeah, yeah. And we're used to that and seeing our friends and staying with people who are like, literally family to us um and yeah it's been really weird having this gap of not seeing people who aren't in our state but people we consider family and just being like oh this is weird like we we you you know for at least a couple of weekends per year we're up hanging out or they're down you know hanging out and whatever so i'm just really looking forward to that to be honest i'm looking forward to seeing people that i I miss heaps so yeah i'm really looking forward to that and brisbane is one of them so hopefully sometime soon we'll have something to announce about that do you know what's on uh, this side of Brisbane and this side of Brisbane? Sunny Coast, Gold Coast. Should you play, uh, come down, play some Vinnies or Moe's? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm on the northern end of the Gold Coast. You're right, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just pointing randomly because I yeah. don't know why. This is either side. I'm yeah, yeah. very tired. Anyway, but um, yeah. So Gold Coast is one of them. Mm. We're here, but yeah, man, Goldie. Sunny Coast have got a new bar as well. 11 bar. Shout out to those guys. A, a long while ago, actually, we, we wanted to try to organize a few shows up that way like that instead of just doing it in Brisbane. Because we, we usually come up and do like uh, uh, an overage and an all ages. Just, uh, you know, and like the all ages are just great to have the younger people at. It's awesome. Um, but we wanted to do Gold Coast and stuff a while back and it just wasn't really feasible. I think it was like Shark Bar or something at the time. Oh, that's 100 was, uh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, well, dude, I'm 100 years old. So, like, yeah, <laughs> um, but I, I think um, if there's more options now, it would be really cool to just come up for a weekend of shows. And like, again, we just always have the best time in Brisbane. It's like, feels like home, really. So, yeah, um, hopefully we'll have that together soon. And that, you know, should be this year. We, we should, fingers crossed, we will be up at some point this year. We want to, we want to try to pretty much get to as much as much of Australia as we can this year. I honestly think the only one that's going to be hard is Perth and. Perth's hard at the best of times. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just you know, money-wise, it's just so hard to not lose money. Just from the flat, flats alone, like you look at like nearly $600 a person and uh, there's six of us and a sound guy. So it's like, it's pretty rough, but we love, we love going again, same thing. So if we can make it happen, we'd love to. So we can try to do as much of Australia as possible. So yeah, South Australia, um, Queensland, and a few other places that, we, that we're missing on this tour, where we're going to make sure we make it happen. So absolutely man keen keen very keen but uh in the meantime dude i mean you've got a lot going on the tour is gonna what was it kick off on i had the date here july 16th i july want 16th. to say that's right yeah that's right man starting with i'm sure it's gonna be weird we usually finish with the hometown show so it's like okay cool all right straight out the gate just like deep end <laughs> It's going to be awesome, man. And uh, yeah, of course, we, we can't wait to see you up here, dude. Uh, and the EP uh, is incredible. Career Suicide, so which it isn't. And uh, we'll have all the links. It's, it's just unreal. Be prepared with that title, you know, just covering all bases, <laughs> just in case. We say, we called it. We called it. It's fine. 
But you know, as what you said before, there's always those like real brutal metal dudes who always come out and be like, especially when they've got a few in them, you know, and they'll be like singing along. Every, the amount of times yeah. I've had like, you know, the metalhead DJ mates who are clever enough to throw in the odd pop punk song just, just to fuck with the crowd. And then, yeah, same thing. You'll just be at like the Bendigo Hotel and fucking it'll be, um, it'll be, um, hell bent for leather or something will be on and then the next minute it's like literally blink 182 and then oh like avril lavigne and everyone's just singing along to um skater boy and you're just like nah nah huh it's right it's right you've had enough for that one haven't you so it's good you want to get <laughs> a hit camera out for that you know what i mean so you can show them when they're sober and they're like it's, it's not me eh? but no it wasn't who forced me someone does <laughs> no it's the booze <laughs> Brother, thank you so much for hanging on the show. And, uh, mate, we can't wait to see you up here. Uh, in the meantime, stay safe down there. Keep up the excellent work. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 